So let's talk about vaping. With multiple deaths and hundreds of cases of a mysterious lung disease, many people have questions and are concerned with the growing trend of vaping. So what does an ER doctor and mom of a teen need you to know about vaping? Let's find out with Dr. Deb Green, Associate Chair, Emergency Department at Emerson Hospital. This is HealthWorks Here, the podcast from Emerson Hospital. I'm Bill Klaparoff. Dr. Green, we know why vaping has been in the news lately with many horrific stories of lung disease and even death. So what is it about vaping that makes it potentially dangerous and harmful? Well, I think this is um, a multi-layered question. So um, essentially, we've known for a long time that uh, nicotine is a really powerful and addictive drug. Um, and so vaping from a public health perspective is the new look of nicotine addiction. Um, nicotine is highly addictive um, and has some really serious ramifications for youth and young adult use. Um, it's highly addictive. It causes changes in brain development um, and users are really at risk for uh, you know, permanent brain changes, um, changes in their brain that control in attention and learning and mood development of mood disorders and permanent lowering of impulse control. And we know that kids who use electronic cigarettes and vape are four times more likely to um, go on to use, you know, sort of more combustible traditional tobacco products as well as, you know, other drugs like opioids and, and cocaine. It's almost like a gateway then to smoking when it was originally designed to help people quit smoking. It really is. The, um, the Surgeon General has actually called these sort of flavored products starter products that help establish smoking products or smoking habits in, um, in young adults that lead to long-term addiction. So, um, so it's really this surge in youth vaping really threatens to undo decades of tobacco reduction efforts and really exposes a whole new generation to nicotine addiction because we know the earlier people start using nicotine, the harder it is to quit. Yeah, that's really interesting what you're saying. So basically vaping cuts out the tobacco and the smoke, which is horrible for the lungs, but still includes the nicotine and that's what's so addictive. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it is true that these, you know, products don't expose the user to, you know, the, the cigarette smoke with tar and carbon monoxide and the oxidant gas gases that damage the lung cells. But, um, you know, a safer thing does not actually mean it's truly safe. And I think that's what's important for people to, to keep in mind. Yeah. Is that the message for parents then? I mean, what should parents know about vaping? It sounds like that's the message. This is really not safe and often leads to tobacco use? Uh, yes. I mean, we, um, you know, for one thing, uh, the teenagers may not even really realize they're vaping nicotine. Um, these products are not well labeled. Um, there's no sort of regulation on, on product design or safety or labeling. So a lot of um, kids may not even realize thing that they're, they're actually ingesting nicotine. Um, there was a study of uh, youth or teenage users of the Juul product, and almost two-thirds of them didn't realize that they were actually vaping nicotine. So 
and a lot of studies that even that have looked at the nicotine-free products actually still contain nicotine. So I think you know parents should be aware. Try to educate your kids that these these products do contain nicotine, and it can have uh, definitely lifelong health consequences, changes in their brain development, and and certainly puts them at risk for this new vaping product associated lung illness that you know we're seeing across the country. So it's it's extremely alarming. It is alarming. So I would imagine part of the problem, my kids are older, so I don't have to worry about this anymore. But I would imagine part of the problem, Dr. Green, is with vaping, you don't reek of smoke when it, when you come in the house. So how can a parent tell if their child is vaping? Yeah, so this is a challenge. You know, there really isn't that, that telltale odor of tobacco or, or marijuana. I mean, people may only notice sort of a sweet scent or sort of a fruity odor. Um, so I would be, you know, sort of looking for that. The devices that the kids are using are very small. They're compact. They're easily concealed. You know, this is why, you know, teachers in schools are having such a tough time. The kids can put it in their, you know, pocket of their sweatshirt and zip off to the bathroom. So I would, you know, have parents, you know, really, you know, keep an eye out for sort of unfamiliar products, um, unusual or odd-looking pens or batteries or USB devices. And then, you know, on another level, you know, we know that regular vaping does dry out the nasal passages. It dries out the oral mucosal passages. So, Sometimes people present with nosebleeds, recurrent nosebleeds, because their nasal passages have dried out. Sometimes people are noticed to be sort of continually drinking liquids because their mouth feels so dry after vaping. And then there's sort of this other phenomenon called vapor's tongue, where um, sort of regular vaping uh, causes a sort of diminished ability to taste. And so you may see your teenager sort of you know, reaching for the salt shaker at the dinner table or choosing unusually spicy foods or something like that. But, you know, I I think that the challenge is really that it's so hard to detect. I mean, kids can, kids have been known to vape in class and, and get away with it. So I think it's, it's really hard for parents. Yeah, what you describe, it sounds really tough, and I've never heard of vapor's tongue, but what you have just described is really important and useful. So thank you for that, Dr. Green. So what should a parent do then if they recognize some of these signs of vaping? It's really important to get yourself educated. You really need to get the facts. And um, there's some really great websites out there. Um, the one I like is uh, ecigarettes.surgeongeneral.gov. And that has really good information for parents, a whole tip sheet for parents on how to talk to kids and sort of resources and sort of how to take it from there. But I, you know, I think get yourself educated and just, you know, you really have to talk to kids, you know, and the kids themselves may not really know what they're, what they're ingesting and what they're using. I mean, these are, these are a generation of kids that would probably, you know, abhor the thought of touching a a tobacco cigarette because it's been ingrained on them since kindergarten that cigarettes are bad, but they really, they really may not know. So I think it's important to really talk to them like, look, this is what you're, using. This can cause changes in your brain. But also I think it's important to talk to kids where um, it might most matter to them. You know, say, look, this um, this may be impacting your athletic ability. I've heard anecdotal evidence that coaches notice decreased stamina in some of their players. 
Um, you can talk to kids, look, this is going to impact your finances. You know, your after-school job money is all going to these products and you're going to need more and more of them to feed your addiction. And also just, you know, to let them know, look, a lot of these companies are um, uh, owned by Big Tobacco and Big Tobacco has a real history, a long history of prioritizing sales over safety. And, you know, they're luring you guys in and with Instagrammers and influencers and making this product really cool and cheap and sweet and really easily obtained. And so kids are really being played. And I think kids don't want to feel like they're being made fools of. And so I think that may be that may be the way to approach kids. Those are all really good points to remember. So what if your child is vaping and they get sick? What are the signs of a vaping-related illness that needs medical attention? I think some symptoms may be fairly mild. Kids may just complain of a cough or feel tired or you know, may be having nausea or vomiting. But I think if kids are feeling short of breath or they're complaining of chest pain, severe abdominal pain seems to be a component to it. Um, I think that's a time to, to seek medical attention. You know, unfortunately, a lot of these symptoms overlap with influenza symptoms, and so it can be really, really challenging mm-hmm. to tell. So I think it'll, right. it'll be an interesting winter, yeah. for sure. Yeah, that's for sure. So Dr. Green, you're a mom of a teen, <laughs> so you have firsthand experience with this. It sounds like the same message that we tell our kids that smoking tobacco, smoking cigarettes is bad. The best prevention is to not start in the first place. That sounds like the same message really applies to vaping as well. Is that right? Absolutely. Don't start. It's harder to quit if you start early. That really is the message. Dr. Green, thanks so much for your time today. Oh, you're very welcome. It's my pleasure. That's Dr. Deb Green, Associate Chair, Emergency Department at Emerson Hospital. And for more information, please visit emersonhospital.org. And if you like what you've heard, please share it on your social channels and be sure to check out the full podcast library for topics of interest to you. This is HealthWorks here from Emerson Hospital. Thanks for listening.